0: Hello everyone. And welcome to episode 20 of the podcast. I'm so glad that you are here still listening, tuning in every week. I really appreciate every single one of you. I would love it if you could share this podcast or any of your favorite episodes on your LinkedIn or your Instagram or with a friend or whatever it is, just to get the word out there. I'm trying to grow a bit more and expand to people who are interested in learning about sustainable fashion would really appreciate all the support that I can get. So yeah, that would mean a lot to me. But today we're actually going to be talking about who is in charge of leading the anti-greenwashing movement in fashion. There is a lot of talk about the issue of greenwashing in fashion. I've made an episode about that before. It's actually my first episode. Kind of cringe, no music, terrible audio quality. But the content is really good. There's also an article about it that I wrote. So you can check that out in the show notes. But basically, I've noticed a lot of us talk about the problem with greenwashing and how it's important that we stop doing it and why it's such an issue in our industry. But I don't really see like a lot of conversation on who is in charge of leading the change, who is in charge of eradicating greenwashing completely. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'll be covering three different, um, I guess, society sectors that have a big part to play in leading anti-greenwashing movements and and making real material change. So without further ado, let's just dive right into this episode, shall we? So the first entity that I believe is responsible for leading change is legislation. I strongly believe that there needs to be anti-greenwashing legislation internationally for there to be more transparency and accountability in supply chains and in the way that we communicate with our customers. Legislation is one of the most important things that we'll need as human beings in general. Like Even in our personal lives with our own rituals and habits, we need structure we need to be held accountable you know if i don't set an alarm to get up at seven in the morning i probably won't get up and obviously that is a very minute Situation compared to this, how big it is. But as human beings or as businesses, we need some sort of regulation, right? So I need to make sure that I have a structure for my business and I'm not running on air. And that's my way of making sure that I'm on track. And it's the same in anything else. And I feel like fashion is one of the most irregulated industries. In the world and it's been like that for way too long and it has to change and the main way that we can actually see this change become an action is by creating legislation around it some of the legislative actions that have started to really drive the conversation towards legislation in the industry is of course the New York Fashion Act which I've talked about in a previous episode I believe that one's episode 14 I talk about why transparency is so important in business on that episode but basically for those of you who haven't heard that episode the fashion act is a groundbreaking piece of legislation that will shift the industry in a way that addresses accountability in fashion by requiring brands to disclose on their greenhouse gas emissions as well as their energy water material plastic usage and chemical management and to set and achieve science-based targets which are aligned with the paris agreement and implement mandatory due diligence across the supply chain including reporting on wage So that is a major piece of legislation that a lot of the fashion industry is talking about right now. Um, But another one that is not an act per se, but it is a government entity guideline. And I've also talked about this one before, and that's the CMA guidelines on environmental claims on goods and services. This is more aimed towards product descriptions and communication around product and really the authenticity piece and transparency piece of how you communicate your products so they are not misleading to customers. That's the guideline that I work with when I'm doing my transparency audits and everything that I do with my business. I kind of follow that guideline Um, so I have that on my website on my service page if you want to check it out but that's not what this episode is about. Um, I really just wanted to talk about the legislative bodies or the legislative movements that are actually doing something to improve the way that we communicate with our customers and to help with transparency and I do feel like we need to see more of that in Canada like when will this happen? You know, how can we make this happen? If you're someone who works in policy or government in Canada that has anything to do with this kind of legislation, then definitely do reach out to me. I am really curious to see how we can bring this type of legislation into Canada and make the fashion industry a little bit more accountable um, here as well. But the thing with legislation being in charge of leading the anti-greenwashing movement is Legislation doesn't really happen until we demand it to. Legislation is in charge, I believe, of implementing the change, but it's not the only factor that will truly change the, the way that we communicate or move us towards transparency and accountability. And that leads me to my second um, player who is in charge of leading change, and that would be brands. We need pioneers in the fashion industry who run brands to rise up. There is just simply too much stuff, too much sustainable products. We need to see action from brands who are willing to take on the baton as leaders and prove that accountability and transparency are paramount in business and should be a part of what it just means to have a fashion business or to create a fashion business or to operate in the fashion space and who lead the way in terms of advocating for accountability in the industry. I do believe that what I'm talking about isn't theory. It's actually implementable. It's manageable. It's not some fairy tale that, you know, some activists like myself or um, some professionals or scientists wants to achieve. It actually does make business sense and it is a possibility. It's just about making a strategy to implement these things and also to see the value in in implementing transparency and becoming a pioneer in advocating for it. We need to see more pioneers to rise up. We need to see more brands to use their voice for this and to actually show the industry that it is possible to be transparent and have a successful business I will actually be interviewing a circular brand sometime soon in the future that is doing great in this field they're really just doing so much with their brand and I cannot wait to talk about them so keep your notifications on if you're listening to Spotify so that you're notified every time that I post something or you can also sign up to the newsletter to be notified um, first when we get our guest on the podcast. So the third players that really have a big say in leading the anti-greenwashing movement and making sure that legislation happens are consumers, consumers and individuals, basically everyone who wears clothes, period. Individuals may not be the ones in charge for setting the rules for brands but they have a big say in how brands operate. You have a big say in how brands operate. Many of us as consumers or as individuals are born into fast fashion, believing this is the norm and nothing is wrong. But the goal for consumers and all individuals that wear clothes should be to understand and become educated on the industry's pies and demand accountability from brands and from our governments. We need to demand to see practices. We need to demand for accountability. You have to remember, As a consumer brands make garments for you. They make products that appeal to your needs and your desires. So we have a lot more power and responsibility as individuals than we realize and we really need to use that for good. I've actually written like a letter call to action for brands and consumers to take action for fashion on my sustainability page on my website. So if you have some time, please go read that message and learn how you can take action yourself. So to close it out and to answer the question, who should be in charge of leading the anti greenwashing movement in fashion, I believe that. The entity that should be in charge of implementing the anti-greenwashing movement should be legislation. However, who's in charge of making legislation happen? That's us. That's brands. That's individuals. That's industry players. That's fabric technologists. That's designers. That's marketing managers at companies. That's all of us who are integrated in this industry, whether by choice or just because we wear clothes. We are all in charge of leading this change and pushing for it. Alright, I'm going to end it right there. And as always, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you value our content or believe in the work that we're doing to improve transparency in the fashion industry, then it would mean a lot if you support our work on our website. I will leave the link in the show notes for you to contribute to the work that we're doing. Um, You can select monthly or single time contributions. The single time contributions are like directly on the site. You can select monthly contributions for the podcast specifically but I have both of those links in the show notes for you to check that out make sure to follow us on Instagram and Nature and I will see you in the next one bye